Welcome to the Locked On Titans podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Rowland. Titans fans, there is so much news to go over. All the changes on the defensive coaching staff are coming quick and they are coming hot. We got two big drops on the first day of the offseason with Dean Pease and Kerry Coombs leaving the team. And now in the last 48 hours or so, we've gotten three big moves, including the report from Teron Davenport about who exactly is going to be the next Titans defensive coordinator. So we're going to talk about all those changes individually and make sure that we're all caught up on exactly where things stand in our first segment. And then after that, we're going to just talk about the fallout and talk about what comes next after all of these moves and all the changes that we have heard about here in the last two days. Then to cap off the show, there have been some really good quotes and some really good sound bites coming out of the Super Bowl media sessions about this Tennessee Titans football team from some significant members of the football community, you could say. So I want to make sure that you guys get all of that as well. So I'll play you some of that in our final segment. We got a lot to get into, a lot of big changes for this Titans football team, so let's get it. With the retirement of defensive coordinator Dean Pease, most would expect the Titans to fill that role through either of the traditional routes, hiring an outside candidate or promoting from within. But we learned on Wednesday night from ESPN's Teron Davenport that the Titans would be doing neither of those. They would opt to not hire a defensive coordinator and let head coach Mike Vrabel take an expanded role coaching the defense. Will Vrabel be installing game plans and calling plays for the defense like a traditional defensive coordinator? We don't know. Will he be sharing that responsibility, which is something that does happen within the NFL where someone else would be calling plays or installing the game plan. We will see as the offseason progresses. What we do know, though, is the Titans will not be hiring a defensive coordinator. So that is something that we have to pay attention to going forward and something that during the season we will have to make sure we have our eye on how Vrabel is handling both those responsibilities as he has proven that he will have success in the role that he was in. So let's see how he does with a little bit more on his plate. Also, within the last 48 hours, we learned that inside linebacker coach Tyrone McKenzie would be leaving the team and joining the Detroit Lions defensive coaching staff in some capacity. News broke late on Wednesday night as well from Paul Kaharski that Tyrone McKenzie was actually fired. So the circumstances around that and what exactly happened to lead to that after McKenzie clearly performed very well as an inside linebacker coach. Jayon Brown has become one of the best three down linebackers in the NFL. Rashawn Evans took a huge leap in his second season. Inside linebacker rookie David Long had a fantastic season when he was asked to play. Veteran Wesley Woodyard has done a really good job in the role that he was asked to play and then when he had the opportunity to get snaps late in the season. So you can't say that McKenzie didn't do a good job. Very curious to find out a little bit more about what happened between McKenzie and Rabel there. Some speculated that he would want the defensive coordinator position, and maybe that was the crux of the issue, but at this point, we can't be certain. We also learned on Wednesday that the defensive back coach position left by Kerry Combs would be filled by Anthony Midget from the Houston Texans, who had the same role with the team. He grinded his teeth at the college level from 2008 to 2013 with Georgia State, Marshall, and then finished at Penn State from 2014 
2018 until last season. He was with the Houston Texans. He started as a defensive back assistant coach and then moved his way to be the full-time defensive back coach. He actually coached with Mike Vrabel in Houston from 2014 until 2017, so he'll now be taking over that position. It is worth note that last year the Houston Texans gave up the 29th most passing yards per game with 267. Now that can't exactly be a reflection of the defensive backs coach because he isn't the one calling plays and coordinating the entire defense and installing the game plan, but it is still of note for this Titans defense that needs help defending the pass. There are a lot of questions coming out of these changes and the reports that we've gotten over the last 48 hours. So let's talk some more next about the fallout here. What are some of the options and what are some of the outcomes that we could see going forward in terms of role distribution or the hierarchy of the defensive coaching staff? We can also talk about some of the pros and cons that go along with these decisions. What I do know is I'm going to be here with you guys throughout the entire offseason daily breaking down all the news and all the changes coming out of Nashville with the Titans. So make sure that you are subscribed to the Locked On Titans podcast and you are following me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans. We are going to get into some more breakdown of the coaching changes next. Are you the type of fan that knows football so well that you could choose any game and call it? Well, my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Between football season, NBA, and the start of college basketball season, it's time to get off the sidelines and get in on the action with my bookie. If you're the kind of guy who likes to bet a little to win a lot, try a parlay. For instance, if you like a couple of the big favorites this week, parlays are perfect because they let you bet multiple games together for a much bigger payout. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit at halfway, all the way up to $1,000. That means if you deposit $2,000, you get an extra $1,000 in free money to play with. Just use promo code Locked On to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code Locked On to take advantage of MyBookie's generous sign-up offer. Visit MyBookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. If you've been a listener of this podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans, but you may not know that Locked On Titans is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Titans fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners, and not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants a way to connect with Titans fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get a team to help your team achieve Locked On advertising success. Once again, text the word ADVERTISING to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you.
Let's continue our conversation about Mike Vrabel as the pseudo-defensive coordinator for this Titans team. And as I said, let's talk some pros and cons about that. One thing that we can say and some things that we just got to lay out here is this is more common than people want to believe. And some initial takeaways I saw out there were upset about it being too much on a head coach's plate. But we see this quite a bit in a couple of different capacities. So Sean McDermott of the Buffalo Bills calls plays for his defense as the head coach. Mike Zimmer calls the plays on defense for the Vikings as the head coach. You see Sean McVay as the head coach call plays on offense. Matt LaFleur, Kyle Shanahan, who's in the Super Bowl right now. You see a lot of these offensive-minded coaches be the head coach and still be calling plays. Mike McCarthy for the Packers called plays for forever on offense. And then sometimes what happens is the you know, the head coach will give up the play calling duties, but they can still be integral parts of, you know, setting up the game plan each week. Look at Bill Belichick. He is a defensive coordinator through and through. He is responsible with the installation of the game plan on defense, but reports out of New England this year all pointed to Steve Belichick, his son, who's the defensive backs coach calling plays, and that's successful. Now, Obviously, anytime you're making a parallel to the Patriots, that's a dangerous road. You got to take it with a grain of salt because the Patriots system is quite unique. But I just wanted to give you guys an example of how these things can play out. So that kind of moves me into the conversation of what will Vrabel's role be? Here, What exactly is the capacity in the report? It doesn't say he will be the defensive coordinator. It just says that they won't be hiring a defensive coordinator and he will have an expanded role. So when you think about that, that doesn't mean for certain that he'll be calling the plays. It doesn't even mean for certain that he'll be installing game plan, but you have to think it'll be one of those roles to to be considered an expanded role. He's not going to be a traditional defensive coordinator. We know that he can't be in that brings me to one of the cons here. This, obviously, I, I know I mentioned the concern about putting too much on his plate, but Vrabel's style as a head coach isn't as an X's and O's tactician, even though he's involved. It's clear that he's a leader, a CEO type, someone who really manages everything going on. Quite frankly, in terms of his in-game management, he was very up and down throughout the season. Some of his early season decision-making in Jacksonville against the Colts, we saw some really strange decisions from him throughout the season in terms of, like I said, his in-game decision-making. And you have to wonder if he's even more focused about the defensive game planning and the adjustments after halftime. Will that make him less focused on the decisions that he already struggled with throughout the season, that's definitely a con, and it's definitely a concern that you have to think about just from Vrabel and his head coaching experience that we've seen. Not even to get into his defensive coordinator experience, which is where you got to be careful judging him based on the personnel he had and everything that took place, but in that lone season with the Houston Texans in 2017, like I mentioned, Vrabel gave up the most points per game on defense, the most total points for any defense in that season. Now, he had injuries up front, like I mentioned in our first segment with J.J. Watt and Whitney Merciless. The personnel in the defensive backfield is something that needs to be upgraded in Houston and has been that way for multiple years. He was under Bill O'Brien, so there's no guarantee that he was allowed to do exactly what he wanted to do. You have no idea what kind of restrictions or what kind of suggestions that were put on him. He was replacing 
Jackson, Romeo Cronell at that moment in time as the defensive coordinator for them. So he probably wanted to keep some continuity in terms of their scheme and what their personnel was doing. There are a lot of different factors that you could use as, quite frankly, excuses for what turned out. But the reality is it wasn't a banner season for Vrabel as a defensive coordinator, and it's the only season in which he's gotten to call plays on defense. So at this point in time, the Titans don't have anyone on the defensive coaching staff with more than one year of defensive play calling experience. So even if, and this is another, I guess, pro situation, we could look at it, like I mentioned, the Steve Belichick, Bill Belichick model, where someone else on the defensive coaching staff is calling plays. And you see that on the offensive side of the ball from time to time as well. So what if Mike Vrabel is installing the game plan with the team, being a defensive coordinator throughout the week, and then during the game, he goes back to his head coaching role like he had most of the season, and somebody like outside linebacker coach, Shane Bowen would take over play calling. Maybe that's one of the reasons that Anthony Midget was hired over from the Houston Texans, even though he's going to the same role. He's not getting a promotion in any way. He was the defensive back coach for the Houston Texans. He's going to be the defensive backs coach for the Tennessee Titans, so he's not getting any kind of upgrade. Maybe Rabel said, hey, you can call plays on defense, and that's somewhat of a promotion that I wish and who knows if it was offered to inside line Linebacker coach Tyrone McKenzie, as I mentioned, he was, uh, I mean, his unit out on the field performed fantastically while he was with the Titans for the two seasons that he was under Mike Vrabel. So I'm curious to hear more about that situation. That's something that I wanted to talk a little bit more about as well. Why not offer Tyrone McKenzie the opportunity to call plays but continue being the inside linebacker coach? Was that offered? Maybe that was offered and... McKenzie's like, no, I thought I should get the defensive coordinator position, and that caused him to have a disagreement with Mike Vrabel and John Robinson, and that led to him being fired. I mean, it's it's a lot to speculate on. There are a lot of different ways that it could have gone, but at this moment in time, I think the most likely outcome is the one I mentioned just now. He wanted to be the defensive coordinator. Mike Vrabel wasn't willing to give him that responsibility They had a disagreement and just determined that it would be best to just let him go. He was instantly hired by the Detroit Lions. So, like I said, it's not a question of his ability. He led some great units, and the the results speak for themselves with the inside linebackers on the Tennessee Titans. So that will wrap up our conversation about all the coaching changes. We are going to continue to monitor this situation throughout the offseason and see if we get any more changes. We know that we have to fill that inside linebacker coaching position, so I'll make sure to break that down for you when it happens next. We are going to head down to Miami for some of the Super Bowl media sessions. There have been some pretty juicy quotes, some good sound bites from some of the more notable names in the NFL community down at the Super Bowl. So I'm going to play those for you guys next. There have been some good sound bites and quotes coming out of Super Bowl Media Week in regards to the Titans and head coach Mike Vrabel. We are going to hear some of those now from some Hall of Fame quarterbacks and Hall of Fame coaches. Audio is courtesy of Jim Wyatt from TitansOnline.com. First, we are going to hear from Hall of Fame head coach Jimmy Johnson. I tell you, Vrabel, he did as good a job of coaching as anybody in this league. Uh, the decision he made 
at quarterback, putting Tannehill in, was, I mean, that's not easy to do for a head coach. Uh, but I watch them play. They don't make a lot of mistakes. They play great defense. They run the ball. It's old school football, but they're a physical, physical football team. I, I love the way Brable is coached. He learned a lot from Bill Belichick. But uh, I, already I would put him as one of the better coaches in our league. High praise for Vrabel there from a Hall of Fame coach. Next, we are going to hear from former Miami Dolphins head coach and former Pitt coach Dave Wonstadt about Ryan Tannehill. You know what? Ryan Tannehill, to me, you know, I, I, I defended him when, when he was at the Dolphins. And uh, uh, they got the maximum out of him. I mean, you know, and... and, and he always probably had the ability, whether it's a comfort zone or just getting into a new environment, I don't know. But the guy had a fantastic year. At the end of the day, he was probably the, as big a reason of anybody that they had success. He deserves credit for that. But I think you got to give Vrabel credit again to make that call with, you know, number one pick, Marcus Mariota. You know what I mean? Right. That, hey, we're going to make a quarterback change for a guy that was a backup, you know, I mean, right. to start the season and who was kind of forced out of Miami. You know, I mean, that takes a lot of guts. And so I, you got to give Brable credit for that. Tannehill, you know Miami. what? I, I, when I, I remember when I first watched Ryan Tannehill, I thought that he was almost a better thrower when he was on the move than he was in the pocket. And I, and I hate to put this on, I don't even know who the coach was, to say, okay, they try to make him a, a drop-back passer, which he's not. You know, I don't know if that's a reason or not, but, uh, but what he's doing right now, in my mind, is what he does best. You know, the play-action pass, he makes some plays with his legs. Uh, so I, I just think he's, he's more comfortable. Next, more love for Ryan Tannehill from Hall of Fame quarterback Terry Bradshaw. What happened was he just got around better players. Ryan's a solid player, you know, and he played really good even against Kansas City. So you put up, you get a coach with a that has a good philosophy, uh, and I like their coach there in Tennessee. And he had good players around him, good running game, and uh, he just went out there and just did his job. I, I'm. Listen, I'll, Jimmy, you go talk to Jimmy Johnson, and Jimmy will tell you, I've always liked him. Always, even when they were hammering him down here in Miami, I always liked him. I was shocked this guy was a wide receiver. When they talk about great athletes in the NFL, this guy can flat run. This guy, this guy can run. Like the kid at LSU, Joe Burrow, that guy can run, man. That guy is something. And then some more Mike Vrabel praise, this time from Hall of Fame quarterback Troy Aikman. I mean, when Mike Vrabel was, uh, when he was a defensive coordinator, I, I'm asked from time to time when these head coaching jobs come open as to who I recommend. And that year, the only, the only guy I was recommending was Mike Vrabel. And I never played with Mike, never uh, was on a team where he was on the staff. Uh, but I would watch him. We'd do Houston Texans games, and, and I'd go over and watch him coach linebackers. And, and I just loved his approach. I loved his intensity. Felt that he was smart. Felt he had the great pedigree, having been raised essentially with the New England Patriots and, and uh, his versatility as a player uh, very smart so I knew he knew a lot about different facets of the game and uh, and I'm proud of what he's done I've been a big fan of his I'm not surprised by anything that's happened and uh, and, and they'll be back they'll continue they'll, they'll con you know they're uh, they were in the championship game and they, they've got a bullet going into next year I, I like him 
And lastly, I want to let you hear from Titans legend and my favorite Titans linebacker of all time, Keith Bullock, and what he sees for the direction of this football team and where they need to go next. I'm definitely proud. You know, uh, I'm very, I'm definitely looking forward to the next step because I feel like, you know, Mike Malarkey left. They were nine to seven playoff team. Vrabel got here. They were on the cusp last year and this year. You know, they got in the last game of the season. So obviously, they're a team to be reckoned with. They are a playoff team. But I want to see that next step when they become that. You know. 10 and 6, I mean 13 and 3 team or that 12 and 4 team where they show that consistency throughout the entire season. It's one thing to be a scrappy, gritty team. What they are tough, can go against any team every Sunday, but I want to see them get to the point where the teams are coming into Titan Stadium or the, or Nissan Stadium or the Titans are going into their stadium and they're looking at them like, alright, we got the Titans this week. I mean, I'm sure they think that already, but, you know, I'm, you know, it's a little different when you know you're playing a scrappy team than when you know you're playing a, a juggernaut. Hey, I want them to create their own identity. They can never replace the, the game doesn't allow for that style of football anymore, so there'll never be another Tennessee Tyrants, but I feel that they have the capabilities to create whatever they, they want to create. I like a lot of those players on that team, and, um, you know, I think, um, you know, hopefully if time permitting, schedule permitting, I can, you know, get with a couple of them this summer, and, and I definitely like to just learn them a little bit, talk some football with them maybe you know give them a little something that uh outside the game that coaches can't that is going to do it for today's show we went over all of these different coaching changes and all of the reports went over all the ramifications that come along with the changes we're seeing to the defensive staff and what could come next and then we took a stroll down to Miami to get some sounds from the Super Bowl media scrums and hear what some of the national perspective is on this Tennessee Titans team moving forward so I really hope you guys enjoyed today's episode as I've mentioned throughout the show I will be here with you guys throughout the all season breaking down every report all the news and all the moves that we see from this team as they move forward and try to reach a Super Bowl next season. Make sure you're subscribed to the show on whatever platform that you stream your podcast and follow me on Twitter at Tic Tac Titans for more. As always, I am your host, Tyler Rowland, and this was Locked on Titans. on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. Make a bigger impact at work with Grammarly. Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. You can even save time by going from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds. Join the 96% of Grammarly users that say it helps them craft more impactful writing. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at grammarly.com slash podcast. That's grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.